Hi, this is Mark Hoke. Has out-of-control inflation, gas prices, and grocery costs wrecked your wallet? Then check into automated day trading with Trading Made Easy. Trading Made Easy has spent five years helping people put cash in their pockets with their simple-to-use day trading software. So if you're ready to leave that 9-to-5 job behind, visit TradingMadEasy.com or call 800-971-4160 to sign up for a free live training seminar right now. That's TradingMadEasy.com. 1015 FM, 720 AM. KDON, the talk of Las Vegas. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the number one professional wrestling radio show in Las Vegas. This is the Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. One full hour of wrestling news, entertainment, and lots of Sin City surprises from inside the squared circle. Now, let's bring on the tag team of Andrew Fish Fame. Joe DeFalco and your host, Mark Hoke. All right, and we are back for a bonus hour of the Mark Hoke Show. That's going to be bonus, exciting. Bonus. Yeah. Here on a Labor Day weekend, we want to thank you for being with us. The best in pro wrestling news and entertainment. I am Mark Hoke. Had to shift seats because our producer had to leave, so. He's taking a holiday, so I'm producing and doing the show here. So wow, thanks. taking a holiday in the middle of a show? Yeah, well, stuff happens. Actually, he's actually he's working. He's laboring, believe it or not. Andrew Fishfain? Yes, sir. Hanging out in there. Good to have you along for the ride, Fish. Of course. And Joe DeFalco from Future Stars of Wrestling. And Joe, big card for you today. Right before All Out. So if you want to tell everybody a little bit about that before we get rolling, that would be great. Yeah, 2 o'clock, the uh, High Octane returns. Uh, Also, if you can't make it live, for those who do not know, we have what's called the FSW Network, where it's $6.99 a month, and you get to watch usually uh, two live events, premium live events, uh, as well as the archives of everything that has occurred in uh, over 13 years of Future Stars of Wrestling. So you get to see legends like Kevin Nash and Matt Hardy and numerous others, as well as you can see the very first match in the careers of Solo Sokoa and Zoe Stark and Karrion Cross and Chris Bay and, you know, some early work from Max Dupree and Brian Cage and Hammerstone, who is still our current, you know, heavyweight champion. You know, so we've had so many great up-and-coming talents who have made it in the business, hence the name Future Stars of Wrestling. And we've also brought in some of the biggest names in professional wrestling. And you can see it all on the uh, FSWnetwork.com. Sign up, six ninety nine, and you get to watch the uh, live event tonight at 2 p.m. Absolutely free with the six ninety nine. There you go. Of course, you can head on down to the FSW Arena, too, and go watch it. So go to FSWvegas.com. Well, one guy who has made it pretty big after banging his way around on the independent scene is the current AEW TNT champion Wardlow, who will be in all out tonight. Of course, you can watch that on your favorite 
pay-per-view outlets, BleacherReport.com. And it's also available in movie theaters here in Las Vegas if you want to go see it. So you can check that out. And I had the chance to sit down and talk to the big guy, Wardlow. So let's hear what he had to say. All right, and welcome back to the Mark Hoke Show, everybody. And we have a very special guest on to hype up All Out this weekend. Rising up from the independent circuit to capture the wrestling world's attention, working as the bodyguard for MJF. He finally broke away on his own in 2022 to become one of the hottest stars in professional wrestling. On July 6th, he won his first title in All Elite Wrestling, knocking off Scorpio Sky to become All Elite Wrestling's TNT champion. And he'll be teaming with FTR to face off with Jay Lethal and the Motor City Machine Guns at AEW's All Out Pay-Per-View on Sunday, September 4th, starting at 5 p.m. Pacific time. He is the maestro of the Powerbomb Symphony. Please welcome Wardlow to the Mark Hoke Show. Warlow, how are you today? Hey, I'm doing very well. How are you? Uh, doing all right. Um, I'm up and awake for you, bud. <laughs> yeah, it's a miracle I am. <laughs> Keep them busy, huh? Oh, always. I'm sure this is a really exciting time for you guys getting ready for All Out. And, uh, you know, first, just to start off, for people that may not be that familiar with you that are maybe tuning in for the first time on the Mark Oak Show, Tell everybody a little bit about yourself. You know, what's your background like? Uh, how did you get into wrestling? I actually grew up in a very small town called Middlefield, Ohio, a uh, little Amish town. Um, grew up very poor. And in a small town with not much to do, um, fortunately, I discovered professional wrestling and was able to find some friends. And we would just take our mattresses and drag them out to the backyard and all the couch cushions when our parents were at work and put a tarp down under them and over them and make our own little wrestling ring. Or if we could find somebody with a trampoline, that was a bonus. We would go (laughs) and use somebody's trampoline and use that as a wrestling ring. Um, But, you know, fell in love with it early and started doing it in my living room in my backyard and then it just it never went away. It's just something I fell in love with early, and I'm still in love with to this day. I think it's interesting. I, I'm from near Lancaster, Pennsylvania, so I know of the Amish and what that community is like. That would be interesting growing up in that type of area. Yeah, it's, um, you know, I just recently moved for, for the first time in my life. I've been in Middlefield my whole life, and I just recently moved a little closer to the city and in in more of a city environment. And it's nice to be able to wake up and go down the road to the store or the mall or get my hair cut. Everything's real close. You know, in Middlefield, you have to drive, you know, a minimal of 40 minutes to get anywhere. But it is so peaceful there. It's so quiet. It's so peaceful. All the farms, I truly believe there's nothing like it in the whole world. And uh, I'll most definitely find my way back to the country one day. You know, I think that's interesting, too, in your background. Because when we finally got to hear that one promo that you did after, you know, you were in the line with uh, MJF and breaking away from that whole thing, that we've got to finally see a human side of you there. And you seem like you're a pretty mellow guy for the most part. Yeah. I Yeah, I hear that a lot, that I'm, I'm very laid back. You know, I've been through a lot in life, so I don't really believe in living, like, stressed or high-strung. It's just, 
you know, my old life was stress and high strung and it's, uh, that'll kill you. I mean, stress is no fun being, being that intense and high strung all the time isn't healthy. So I, I, I believe in being laid back and, and as carefree as humanly possible. I'm extremely carefree, <laughs> probably to a fault. Um, I should probably care more about some things. I, you know, with that comes when somebody does cross a line, all of the rage that is saved all comes out. <laughs> so I'm very laid back until somebody makes me not laid back. And when that happens, it's ugly. <laughs> I could imagine it would be very ugly. Very, very ugly. If, if you guys haven't seen Wardlow, he's a pretty big dude. <laughs> so, yeah, don't don't mess with this guy. What has it meant to your family for you to be succeeding as you have been? I mean, this, I, this sounds like it's been a very long road for you. And, you know, you've been raised by a single mother with your sisters and everything. What has that been like for your family to see you doing what you're doing today? You know, I often say that this dream is just as much my mother's as it is mine. I, I truly think she feels every ounce of what I feel, maybe even more than me, because she's so happy for me. And she's obviously witnessed firsthand my love and passion for wrestling and having, you know, begging for me to buy action figures or the new SmackDown game when it would come out. And, and man, you know, she's, she's seen how obsessed I've been over this for so many years. And she's seen how many hardships I've gone through to get here. So I think she's, she probably feels more blessed than I even do as, as much as I thank God every day. I think she's thanking them 10 times more. So that truly, I think is the most beautiful thing out of all of this. And I also remind myself, you know, I have some nieces and a nephew and I remember growing up thinking my uncle was so cool. And he was just a regular dude. Like, he didn't do anything special for, like, work or anything. And I thought he was a superhero. And I'm often, I, people often remind me, like, hey, you got to think about how your nieces and your nephew view you. And I can't imagine having an uncle that was on TV. And I know it's really cool for them to go to school. You know, being in a super small town, obviously everybody knows, oh, Wardlow's your uncle. Wardlow's your uncle. So I, I, I got to imagine it's a very cool feeling for them, which I love that I can give them. That is awesome. Now, when you're in the backyard and you guys were pretending to wrestle back there, and well, I shouldn't say pretending, you were probably hurting each other pretty badly. Who were some of the influences that you had? When, when you were thinking about becoming a professional wrestler, who were you modeling yourself after? So when I was very, very young, my first love was Bret Hart. And then once I was a little bit older to the point where, yeah, you're starting to wrestle in your backyard. At that time, I would say the, the three largest influences in this order, Kevin Nash, even though, believe it or not, I was the runt. Um, I would try really hard to jackknife, polybomb all my friends. And then <laughs> Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Um, was a huge inspiration at that time when I, you know, really started getting into it hardcore. You know, I wanted to be the next rock. And then Jeff Hardy, probably the biggest. I, I became obsessed with Jeff Hardy, maybe because I was a runt, and that gave me that hope that, all right, maybe if I don't grow, I can go and be the next Jeff Hardy if I can't be the next rock. 
coincidentally enough, I think I've become a little combination of the two. (laughs) (laughs) And then growing up, um, it was Brock Lesnar and Batista after that when I was in high school. I'm sure you get that Batista comparison quite a bit, don't you? I do, and it always makes me blush. Really? That's interesting. I I was obsessed with Batista in high school. I mean, he was. He's the reason. Literally, Dwayne Johnson and Dave Batista are the reason I'm talking to you and the reason I look the way I look today. You know, they're the reason I train so hard and I have a sculpted body and I diet like a maniac, train like a maniac. You know, it was those guys that, and really they're the, they're, they're pretty, pretty much the only two men other than myself uh, that motivate me to this day. Very interesting. So, you get into all, after the time of the independent circuit, you get into all elite wrestling. And, you know, of course, you had that first match with Cody Rhodes, which in the cage, which was just amazing. What was that like stepping into that atmosphere and being around people that you've idolized all this time? Dude, it's such a, it's such a double edged sword. And I've said this before I have these moments where it's like, yes, this is absolutely where I'm supposed to be. This is exactly where I am supposed to be in life. And then almost in that same moment, I go, I cannot believe I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it took it took me a, a while to finally get started on this journey, much later than I anticipated. And then it took a while to get signed by AEW. So it was a very long journey. And I'll be honest, there were times where I didn't think this was ever going to happen. Um, there's times where I thought I ruined my dreams, ruined my life. There's days that I just can't believe it. And, and there's days where it's, you know, ultimately I know it's exactly right and exactly where I'm supposed to be. And this is exactly what life had planned for me the whole time. Well, and of course you've captivated audiences everywhere. The people that go to these matches. And of course I got to see you at double or nothing and just hearing how into you everyone is i mean that's just got to be such a rush for you coming from where you did yeah um i'll tell you right now walking out to an entire arena full of thousands of people chanting your name is a a feeling that no drug alcohol person anything can give you It, it is the most unique feeling in the world I thank God every day I get to experience it. It is a beautiful thing. So you wrap things up with MJF, and then pretty soon after that, you win the TNT title. And I can only imagine how that felt, winning that belt and you know all that confetti flying everywhere. That, that had to be such a satisfying moment for you to win that championship on television and everybody being so excited. I mean, that, how is that for you when you finally got that belt? Oh man, it's funny. I, I, I've mentioned this before. You can actually see the moment when I, I pin um, Scorpio sky, the the ref counts one, two, three. And I put my foot on the chest and I flex and I pin and I do that night after night. And it's just this normal thing. But this time when he hit three, I went to do my normal pose and the ref wasn't there. I'm like, where's the ref at? And then I turn and look, and you can see the moment it all hits me. Um, you can see it on my face where I go, oh, my God, I just won the title. <laughs> and it was like, oh, man, this wasn't a normal match. I just won the title. 
And it's like when you get in the match, you're so tunnel vision, and it's almost like you black out because you're so focused on the task at hand. It's like I forgot that at the end of that, me winning meant I won the title. And it was just this overwhelming feeling. And, uh, God, it felt so good. And, yeah, the whole scene with the confetti and and the celebration afterwards and, and the reception from the fans, I mean, you really couldn't ask for anything better. I mean, I couldn't change a thing about it. It was perfect. Well, now, in an interview, you said recently that you were a, a little bit frustrated in terms of where it's gone since you won the title. Uh, elaborate on that a little bit about what you want to do from this point on and you know why you felt like you've kind of lost the momentum a little bit that you gained. Well, it really just comes down to, you know, I've laid out an open challenge and nobody's really stepped up to the plate. Now, obviously, Jay Lethal, we've continued some business, so I have to finish some business with him. And Jay Lethal, very much a worthy competitor. Um, I'm very happy that Jay Lethal was is one of the people that I defended the TNT title against because beating Jay Lethal in my eyes is huge. He's one of the best wrestlers in the world. But I said at the beginning of this that I wanted to bring respect back to the TNT title, and I do believe the fact that it is in my possession and around my waist makes it respectable. But I still need to do things in the ring to prove so. And I just feel like there's much, much, much more for me to do and prove. And I know that will happen once people, you know, man up and step up to the plate to uh, try to take this from me. And, of course, we're on the Mark Hoke Show here with All Elite Wrestling's TNT champion Wardlow, who is going to be in a match here on the All Out pay-per-view coming up. He will be teaming with FTR to take on the aforementioned Jay Lethal and the Motor City Machine Guns. Now, one thing that I'm really curious about, now you mentioned guys like Jeff Hardy are your role models. What do you have in the arsenal that we haven't seen yet? What are some of the things that you are hoping that you're going to be able to do in the ring soon to to maybe break away from just you know being known as the guy that does power bombs all the time? You know, honestly, I'm 100% fine with being the guy that does power bombs. But... Um, <laughs> Um, as we've seen, um, Wardlow isn't just a powerhouse and he's not just power bombs. You know, we have more bombs in the arsenal, that of a swanton. And, um, you know, I've shown obviously that I can move much, much differently than most men my size. That is very true, and, by the way. Um, and yeah, there's most definitely much, much more in the arsenal that has yet to be released, and people are just going to have to wait and see it all come to light. Who are some of the guys you're hoping to get in the ring with soon? Because obviously in AEW, there's such an, an incredible array of talent. You have you know younger guys like Powerhouse Hobbs, and then you can go on the other side of the scale and people like Brian Danielson and Adam Cole and so on. Who are some of the people that you'd like to hop in the ring with and test your medal against? So the very, very top of that list, I would say the top two would be Kenny Omega and John Moxley. Nice. Um, you know, everybody says Kenny Omega is the best wrestler in the world. Okay, obviously that's my challenge. John Moxley is the AEW heavyweight champion, supposedly the baddest man in pro wrestling. He's the undisputed champion. There's my challenge. You know, one day we're going to have to settle who the baddest man from Ohio is, and it ain't going to be him. <laughs> uh, and then I'd say as far as, like, a true challenge, I think 
but like the ultimate challenge as a wrestler, I feel like would probably be getting in the ring with um, Ryan Daniel. He's, uh, you know, he's on another level, man. Yeah, he, he is so technically incredible, and his ring psychology is fantastic too. I mean, I I think he's doing his best work in AEW right now, and that match is one I would love to see you hop in the ring with him. I think that would be an amazing match to have. Very physical. Yeah, very. I mean, you guys, <laughs> I have a feeling one of you is going to end up in the hospital if that match happens. But, <laughs> but it won't be me. Yep, fair enough. We'll let Mr. Danielson know about that. I, now, one thing that I, I've got to ask you about, because as a fan of AEW, you did those the trials to get to MJF, and one of them was you took ended up actually taking more than 10 lashes with a belt. You stood there and took eight of those square on your back, and you didn't even flinch, and you actually kind of giggled. And as a former athlete, I know that it's not the easiest thing to act like you're not hurt when you are, but how did you do that? I mean, that is a serious Hollywood audition tape right there that you just stood there like that and took those hits. I mean, what? how did you pull that off? <laughs> Honestly, I think it was just the adrenaline of the crowd. It's amazing what you can get through when you have that crowd on your side. I, I mean, it, it's unimaginable the things you can push your body to the limits um, when you have the adrenaline of the crowd running through you. So to be 100% honest, that entire day, I was slightly sick to my stomach. I mean, obviously, I knew what I was getting into. I knew I was going to have to stand in the ring in front of people on live TV and get whipped with a leather belt. I mean, I, there was zero excitement about it. <laughs> and, and I feel like I just I anticipated it being so bad that when he cracked me with that first one and I didn't, I mean, I felt it a little bit. Obviously, it stung a little, but it hit me, and I was like, my first thought was that was it. And, and I, that smile or giggle was genuine because all day I had thought, this is going to be one of the worst nights of my life. And then that first crack, I barely felt. And I just laughed because I was so relieved, like, oh, this is going to be easy. No, that's <laughs> which, great. Which ultimately just made him more mad. But Yeah, those things happen. It's all good. So I'm, I'm curious, <laughs> do you have any aspirations after wrestling or anything that you're looking to do outside of the ring? You know, acting, modeling, anything like that? All the above. I just want to work. And I want to do everything I've ever wanted to do. And I would love to get into acting, whether it's a TV show, a movie role, um, you know, a Netflix project. I would love to do modeling. I want to be on magazine covers. I want I want to see my face everywhere, on magazines, on billboards, on magazine covers. I mean, on your TV, I just I want to be everywhere. And I, I want to do it all. Well, I think you're certainly on the road to doing that. I mean, a lot of people really love you and what you're doing in the ring. And, and, and as we get to see more of the human side of you on AEW, it's going to be exciting to see your progress. Uh, let's talk a little bit of, real quick about this match coming up here at All Out, which is going to be coming out of Chicago here on Sunday, September 4th. Uh, we'll be starting at 5 p.m. Pacific time out here. Uh, you got a little uh, score to settle with Jay Lethal, and he's bringing the Mona City machine guns along just for fun. Yeah, I am. Uh, there's a lot of special little things going into this night. So my 
All Out is kind of my anniversary. All Out is my introduction to Wardlow anniversary. That was in 2019 or 2020, maybe, or All Out. Whatever the first All Out was, was in this building in Chicago, and they aired my hype video. Uh, yeah, it was 2019. It was my hype video where it was the first time they showed me at all. And it was the first time people saw my name. And it was all out. That was the introduction of Wardlow. So it's very special coming back here to this building for all out. Um, so it already has a special feeling for me. And then to be teaming with my old Pinnacle members, FTR, um, is more exciting than I can explain. Um, A, because they're two individuals that have helped me tremendously through my career, um, and they're true brothers, and I don't want to fight next to anybody other than them. I, I prefer fighting alone, but if I'm going to fight with anybody, it's going to be my brothers. And I know I'm going to learn so much just by being in that match with them because them and our opponents are so good. Also, most excited to show people that the teaming of Wardlow and FTR is the most hardcore trios team in the entire world of professional wrestling. And we will beat the crap out of anybody that stands in our way. And there's no three men, there's no four men, there's no five men on that roster that can touch the three of us. Is that a hint for the whoever wins the trios championship match coming up? If... Um... If that's where life takes us, that's where life takes us. But if, if the three of us ever have an opportunity at those titles, they will be ours. Well, FTR, I don't know where they're going to put those belts. They've already got three sets. So, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get like them. I just want to collect more titles. Well, you know, you could, they could just load them all up on you when you guys come to the ring. You know, it'd be kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, Warlow, I got to tell you, it's a, Pleasure having you on the show. If anybody wants to reach out to you on social media or anything like that, lay it out for them. Where can they get in touch with you? Um, I am on Twitter and Instagram at Real Wardlow. Um, and then I'm also on Cameo if you wanted to get a, a personal message from me. That's awesome. Wardlow, I want to thank you for coming on the Mark Hoke Show. We really do appreciate it. I hope you have a great match this weekend and, you know, take care of lethal and end this thing and let's move on right absolutely that's the plan all right thank you for coming on the show and good luck at all out awesome thank you very much you got it all right everybody and there it was wardlow baby so it sounds like they're going to be dominant the only question i have is uh, you know you're talking about putting the belt on on the trio's belt on ftr and wardlow but how serious are AEW about FTR if they're not even going to put them in their video game? That is something we were going to get into after the break because FTR did get a little screwed on that deal. They got a lot screwed but, on that deal. Yeah, but... I, I thought we were going to get MJF spoilers. He was going to let us know if he was coming or not. <laughs> not a chance. I can tell you we had no chance getting that information. I'm telling you, if he's not the Joker in the ladder match, then the whole thing was was uh, was a wor- was a shoot, and it, he's really done. Now we'll find out. All right, we have to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about All Out and a little bit more about Wardlow when we return here on the Mark Hoke Show. I want to thank you for being with us here on KDWN 101.5 FM, 720 AM, the talk of Las Vegas. We'll be right back.
When it comes to having the right attorney in your corner, you want to have a proven winner on your side. And Russell Dutch Boyd of VegasCouncil.com knows how to win in Las Vegas. Boyd graduated at 18 years old from law school and is also a three-time World Series of Poker bracelet winner. And no matter what legal challenges you're facing, Boyd will help you through it all. As a litigation attorney, he covers multiple areas of law, including personal injury, business law and startup, cyber law and crypto clients, and whatever else you might need to navigate the legal waters of Las Vegas and beyond. Just visit VegasCouncil.com to set up your free initial consultation today. That's VegasCouncil.com and let Dutch Boyd help you win today. Once again, that's Russell Boyd at VegasCouncil.com. I'm Mark Hoke, and I've got to tell you about the incredible Family Soul Restaurant. They're the only soul food restaurant in Northwest Las Vegas, and simply put, they're the best in the city. Dan and his family have always treated me like I was a part of theirs every time we come in, and we never leave hungry. Start off with the amazing appetizers like their mac and cheese crab balls, crispy wings, and Dan's soul rolls. Then dive into Family Soul's dinners with homemade catfish, hot links, and fried chicken with all the amazing sides you could ever want and finish it off with homemade peach cobbler and banana pudding. Plus, they're now open for breakfast Friday through Sunday, too. So head on over to Family Soul Restaurant right now at 2300 North Rainbow Boulevard, Suite 108, just off the Lake Mead and Cheyenne exits of I-95. Check them out at FamilySoulRestaurant.com or call 725-205-5085 for hours in their menu. Mention KDWN and get the People's Choice Special of Catfish, Yams, and Greens for just $15.99. It's food for the soul and the family, Family Soul Restaurant. 1015 FM, 720 AM. KDON, the talk of Las Vegas. You're listening to the number one professional wrestling radio show in Vegas, The Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. Now, here again is Mark Hoke. All right, everybody, we are back on The Mark Hoke Show, the number one pro wrestling show in Las Vegas and planet-wide. I'm Mark Hoke, along with Andrew Fishfane and Joe DeFalco. And, guys, just real quick to wrap up on Wardlow there. I... You know, the massive build that he had to the match with MJF, which kind of got spoiled a little bit with MJF skipping out on that fan fest to Double or Nothing and all the controversy there. And it does seem like he got slowed down a little bit. And I was a little shocked to see him in a six-man tag for this thing coming up tonight on All Out. But uh, where do you guys see Wardlow's future in professional wrestling? I think that he can be a, a huge, huge star, but the problem is they actually have to want him to be that star. They're not by doing things like, you know, if this is if this is supposed to be their WrestleMania, then he should be defending his title, not in a trios match. Joe, what do you think? Well, you know, he he's got the the advantage over a lot of people because of his size, and and a lot of people love size. So, you know, he's got a good chance. You know, he's definitely a guy that might be on somebody else's radar down the line if if things don't work out. Because if you look at AEW, it, it seems like it, you fall out of favor. You're not the flavor of the month. You know, uh, Lance Archer, you know, comes in there, Lance Hoyt, and he gets this big push. He's got Jake the Snake, and then now he's kind of like not seen anymore. 
And now it looks like they just signed uh, Big Cass. So, you know, it's going to be interesting to see. You know, you have these super heavyweights, and people want to see those, you know, those big boys brawl. So he's a homegrown talent per se. So you, you would think that he's a guy that definitely has uh, upside and, and a bright future. And I just don't want to see him being the, becoming the next Scott Norton. Ooh, I don't Scott think Norton that... had a great career in Japan. Yeah, but I, I'm I'm talking about stateside. I don't want to see what happened to Scott Norton, which is basically getting buried in in NWO. Happened to to a talent like Wardlow. Yeah, I don't think what that's going to happen to him. I, and the I think the one thing that he's got going for him is he really seems like he's going to have a lot of mainstream appeal. I mean, this is a guy, of course, that if you know if time would go by and he goes would end up in WWE, he's going to be very marketable. But you know, as you can hear, he's he's very articulate. He's got his head on straight. He works hard, and I and I have a feeling this is a guy that is going to have a, a great future, not just in wrestling, but outside of it as well, which is why I asked him about the aspirations that he has, because I think he's going to be, you know, he, he's a, a guy that is in that Dave Batista kind of mold where he would have an opportunity to, I think, do some acting and things like that and be successful. So, Do we know how old he is? What is he, 34, I think? Yeah, I, I think that you're right. I think that he, he absolutely has the chance to, to do a lot more. The problem is, is AEW has so many guys that they have to push, like a Chris Jericho, like a like a Brian Danielson, like a CM Punk, like a you know, if he if he is coming back, MJF. And then you have other guys just below that that Wardlow is still underneath. And and once again the problem becomes there's the the roster gets too bloated. Well, if you look at that TNT title early on with Cody Rhodes and Sammy Guevara, you know, seemed to be a main focus. And Wardlow was a guy who, with the MJF thing, became a main focus. And it seems like when he won the TNT title that it lost focus. Very much so. Yeah, and, and I think that, and that was why I was curious about some people that he might be getting in the ring with because he needs to have a chance to really rebuild that title a little bit. And it's not like it's not like it dropped or anything like that, but I think with all the injuries and the controversies, I think AEW just got completely caught off guard by all, all that stuff that happened and they're trying to regroup and figure out where to take it and you know, but I but I, I think Wardlow's gonna have a lot of success. So well, you know, I, I get some inside information here and there, you know, talking to guys that I've worked with in the past. And, and I was talking with one recently about it, and it was like, hey, I haven't seen you very much lately. What's going on? Blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, I guess, uh, you know, they put me back in the box because Tony's got a new toy. And, you know, any rumors that you hear about turmoil in AEW is true. You know, a lot of these guys have come in, and then there's guys I have no knowledge of, never talked to, a guy like Miro. It's like you see what he came in with this huge fanfare, Andrade, all these guys, and, and, you know, even the most recent, Malachi Black, who looks like he was put in a good position, he asked for his release this week. Yeah, you know, there was a tweet from Andrade that came out a couple of days ago. All it said was out with several exclamation points. No one's quite sure what it means yet, so uh, that'll be interesting to see what happens with Andrade. 
Yeah, and maybe he's out of maybe he's out of the next tag match with Ric Flair. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's hope so. Let's hope so, guys. Of course, this is the Mark Hoke Show That's on funny. KD. KDWM 101.5 FM, 720 AM. Mark Hoke, along with Joe DeFalco and my good buddy Andrew Fish. Fain it's a good thing the show's two hours. If we're going to go over the predictions for tonight's show, we should have started two hours ago. Yeah, well, I don't think we're going to get through all the matches because there's a ton of them. But you did mention that thing about FDR real quick, not being in the new AEW video game. Uh, that, I'm that, sure the video be, game has, has really ticked me off, to be honest with you. I'm sure it's going to be they'll be downloadable, but that hurts them in the ba- in the back pocket. That's for sure. I was I was stunned and, and, and I that te- they got left out I, of that I texted thing. you this. The fact that they're not in it is ridiculous. And I'm sorry. The fact Brody Lee being in it is fantastic. I think that's an amazing thing they did. But they have absolutely no business putting Owen Hart in an AEW video game. Joe, what did you think about that? You know, I don't I don't really know the full story. Was it, were they like supposed to be in it and then they pulled them? I, I I'm I'm not Originally they I believe they were supposed to be in it, but they they're making Brody Lee a playable character, which is fine, but they're also making Owen Hart a playable character for AEW, which I think is absolutely ridiculous. Well, I guess they got the Owen Hart thing because they got the rights from the wife and they have the Owen Hart tournament. But I don't understand, like, uh, it's a video game. Why? They can sign a 1,000 people, but they're only allowed 34 in a video game? <laughs> <laughs> Now, like, what's the difference? You could you could put thirty other people in there. Like, why not? Maybe maybe it's uh, something petty, and the young bucks uh, voted them out. That's what I'm wondering about. That you know, that I, is... I guess we'll see how they're booked. If they lose tonight, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, of course. All out coming up here tonight, which you'll be able to see on BleacherReport.com, on all your favorite pay per view outlets, uh, and. But this is going to be a long card. They added four pre-show matches. So if you head on over to a movie theater where they're showing it, I, I guess they're going to be kicking those off at 4 o'clock. And there's 17 and post-show matches. We, you, know, you know, I guess they wanted to make sure they had more matches than the NWA's 16 last week. Oh, this is, this is a lot. So to open up the pre-show, it's... Uh, Atomi Hirashi against Eddie Kingston. Pack is defending the uh, All-Atlantic Championship against Kip Sabian, who finally came out from the box. Hook will be taking on Angelo Parker for the FTW title. That should last about eight seconds, so that'll that'll go quick. Uh, we also have a mixed tag team match for the AAA World Mixed Tag Team titles with uh, Ty Mello and Sammy Guevara defending against Ruby Soho and Ortiz. That's an interesting pairing. So that's the pre-show. Four. That's the pre-show, and then we get into Brian Danielson, Chris Jericho. Uh, then we have a four-way match for the interim AEW Women's if, if Championship. If we're going to predict these rather than going over them, we should predict them as you're saying them. Otherwise, it'll we'll never get to them. Well, I was just going to pick a few of them out to to uh, okay predict. Um, Brian Danielson, Chris Jericho, uh, Tommy Storm, Britt Baker, Jamie Hader, Kara Shida. In that one, we got a House of Black match and a six-man match against Darby Allen, Sting, and Miro. Jade Cargill's defending the AEW TBS Championship against Athena. Jungle Boy Christian Cage, uh, the six-man match we mentioned with Wardlow and FTR against Jay Lethal and the Motor City Machine Guns. The Casino Ladder match, Winter gets an AEW Championship match, which is Claudio Castagnoli, Wheeler Yuta, Penta El Zero, Miedo, uh, Ray Phoenix, Rouge. Andrade El Idolo, Dante Martin, and the Joker, whoever that will be, 
Swerving Our Glory, it's Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland taking on Anthony Bowens and Max Caster, the acclaimed for the AW Tag Team Championship. Ricky Stark, Powerhouse Hobbs. The Elite will be taking on Hangman Adam Page and the Dark Order for the AEW Trios Championship. And Moxley and Punk for the AEW World Title. Let me ask you guys this. What are some of those matches that stand out to you on there that you're looking forward to? Fish, what do you what do you like on that card? Uh, I, I really want to see the Jericho-Danielson match. I'm, I'm very I, Anytime Brian Danielson matches, I, um, wrestles, I, I love to watch it. I also want to see the... Yeah, absolutely. That's like my number one three-quarters of those matches I could care less. I, I do want to see the Ricky Starks powerhouse Hobbs match just because of the story that they've told with it. And I like where they're going with that. And, and to be honest with you, other than those two, there, I mean, there are good matches there, don't get me wrong, but there's nothing that makes me go, oh, I need to see this. I think some of the ones that I'm looking for, I'm, I'm curious, obviously, to see where this whole thing goes with Moxley and Punk. I would imagine I, I, Punk's probably going to win tonight. So that's, why, that's the only reason why I didn't say this, because I, I, Punk is winning, which is the only reason why they had the match on uh, Rampage a couple of weeks ago, so Moxley could win it. Starks and Hobbs is going to be a fun match to watch. I'm down with that one. The casino ladder match will be intriguing to see if MJF comes out and is is the Joker. Yeah, that's that's the only other that's the only reason I want to see this. I want to see who the Joker is. Yeah, but I, I think it's going to be a terrific match. Is the Joker come out last in that match? I, usually, that's how they do it. Okay, but we'll find out. I, I think Jungle Boy Christian Cage is going to be a fun match to watch too. I think that should be entertaining. Yeah, yeah. It, Christian should really bring out the best. In Jungle Boy, and and Christian is, you know, a vet who always seems to be willing to help the younger guys. So uh, the ladder match, uh, to be honest with you, MJF coming out in the ladder match, that would be a downer for me. It's like, so he's going into that match. I don't, I don't, I don't see. You know, he he was a guy who was positioned as the top guy, as a top guy. Well, that mean you know, that so. that would make him the money in the bank contract winner, so he'd be back to being a top guy if he wins uh, it. I guess. And another one, I'm really interested to see what happens in the world tag team title match too, because I think it's about time the acclaim gets uh, their chance. I have no absolutely no interest in that match. Wow. Okay. I think it's going to be a pretty pretty good match. And then Danielson Jericho. That obviously yeah. should be a, a blast. Uh, so let's. Take a few of these matches. We, I mean, it's just it's just too many. There's 15 of them tonight. Brian Danielson and Chris Jericho. Who do you guys like in that one? I, you know, I I normally would just say Brian Danielson, but I don't know if you can have Chris Jericho lose yet again. Uh, unless the Jericho's if, if if the Jericho Appreciation Society shows up, then then it's it'll definitely be Jericho. But uh, otherwise, I, I just can't see how you can go against Brian Danielson. Joe, what do you like on that one? see Jericho winning you know he's in a position and again about making stars and stuff and obviously Danielson's already a star so unless they want to continue something uh just have Danielson win and move on yeah and Jericho's going on tour with Fozzie soon too I do like the, so. the Lionheart versus the American Dragon sort of angle yeah that should be interesting uh, the you know the tag match is one that I'm intrigued by to see if the Acclaim finally get the World Tag Team titles. Do you guys uh, think that's going to happen tonight? Not a chance. No? Okay. Wow, just slam the door on that. Joe, what do you think? Uh, I think there are so many better teams, so moving it to them, I don't know if that makes any sense right now. All right. I, I think the Acclaim's going to win tonight. I, they're, you know, they are really over. So. They're rub 
Cobb should be getting the title match. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Starks and Hobbs, who's gonna who comes out of this one? Because I mean, these are two very great young talents. Of course, they were teamed up forever here in Team Taz, but now they are facing off. I think. Uh, who do you like in that one? I think they're gonna make Starks look really strong, but he's going to lose in the end to Hobbs. Joe, what do you think? I, I think they have to have Starks win. You know, he kind of left the group, and Starks is is a guy that has, I believe, more upside than Hobbs. I would actually agree with that. I have a feeling Starks is going to take that one tonight. I, the the trios championship match, you've got the Elite, uh, which is Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks, taking on Hangman Adam Page in the Dark Order. And, you know, it would seem that this whole thing was kind of built for the elite. But do you think that somehow, some way, maybe no. they put the dark order over on this? Not a chance. Kenny Omega oh, came back for another title. He, he's here for the title. That's all That's all it's about. The Young Bucks are, are the EVPs. There ain't no chance that they're not winning the titles. Wow. Joe? If it was Adam Page and a, a top team, then maybe. But the dark order has been positioned as, as mid-card at best. They're going to have them... You know, Kenny Omega's coming back and then losing in that match. It's like, wow, how how the mighty have fallen with Adam Page. Yeah, that is very true. And, you know, wondering if he's going to be able to rebound here soon. But, you know, it he's does seem. be in a new tag team with Colt Cabana at Ring of Honor. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, the women's match, uh, Tony Storm, uh, Britt Baker, Jamie Hayter, Karashidu. Uh, apparently, Tony Storm was going to be getting put over as the women's champion against Thunder Rosa before I think her injury still, happened. I, th- I still think she's getting put over. I have a feeling that's right, going to happen. Why would they make her lose? She ain't going to be punished because somebody got hurt. Yeah, so I I think Tony Storm's going to come out of that one. Uh, who else? We got Jade Cargill and Athena for the TBS Championship, and as much as the former Ember Moon. Has been yeah, making some noise there. I'll be, in, I'll, be in the, I'll be in the bathroom and getting the popcorn during that match. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I could care less. It's like they've made her like Goldberg. She doesn't lose, so you know if she's going to lose, why would it be to her? You know, <laughs> like, why isn't she in the mix for like the the women's championship? By the way, that is a good question. I, I, I you know, she's eight. She's eight hundred and sixty-three and zero. Can't she be in the four-way? <laughs> she doesn't have enough wins. Yeah, it, it seems like that there'll be a unification match for those belts somewhere down the road with Cargill because she's not going to lose until she wins the women's championship. So, yeah, we'll see how that goes. Um, yeah, this could be a kind of a fun one with the House of Black, Malachi Black, Brody King, and Buddy Matthews taking on Darby Allen, Sting, and Miro. Uh, it, I mean, it just the the Darby Allen thing. I get. I it just seems like they kind of just threw Miro in there. Well, Miro's been the one that's been feuding with Malachi Black. Yeah, and no, I, I I get so. that, but it just seems weird because that doesn't seem like a, a pairing that necessarily fits. I think House of Black wins just because it's a pairing that fits, and Miro and Sting and Darby Allen don't fit. Well, you know the the group should never lose to the two individuals, and in that case, Miro's thrown in there. And, you know, unless they're letting uh, Malachi Black leave, then uh, Miro's going to beat him in 37 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, there's, you know, there's just a lot of matches on this card that it's, 
are going to be good matches. I was going to say, it's I, funny because both uh, both Miro and Malachi Black have requested their release. So depending on how they book this, we'll know which one they want to keep more. Well, Miro, <laughs> that, the, I heard the Miro thing wasn't, wasn't true. Uh, Malachi Black apparently just wanted some time off and they got that screened out supposedly. So that that's what yeah, I've been hearing uh, about. I read something again more recent that said no. So you, you never know in the, in those situations. But the bottom line is, you know, if you're calling this the WrestleMania, this is like uh, a decent episode of Dynamite. Yeah, the one thing I was disappointed about this card a lot of times, AEW's done a really good job leading up to a lot of the matches on the card, and it's made them all pretty exciting. But I don't know; some of these are just kind of uh, they're, they're, they're going to be TV matches. I mean, I, I'll be honest with you; even the match I'm looking forward to most, the Jericho Danielson match, just seems kind of thrown together. There's no story behind it. Yeah, right. Not even a good story. Like somebody accidentally spilled coffee on somebody. <laughs> <laughs> How many schmas is tonight? Over under on three and a half. That's close. You know, I'm going to go under. I think there's only going to be three. Are we counting the pre-show? Because that really don't count, right? No, no don't count the count. pre-show. Okay. Yeah, then I'm going to go under. I actually, I don't even think they would do a schmoz in the pre-show. It's pointless. And and who's going to be have the, the contract in the case or whatever they call it in AEW? Who's winning the casino ladder match? I, ugh. you know, I, I, I'm going to go on a, on a limb here. I'm going to say Ray Phoenix. I'm going to say Leo Rush comes back for the 17th time. Oh. He's the Joker. <laughs> oh, good Lord. All right, guys. Enough is enough. Hey, thanks for being with us here on the Mark Hoke Show. By the way, remind everybody real quick, make sure you get over to Family Soul Restaurant. They got great that, great, that great special for you, $15.99. Just mention KDWN to get the catfish and yams and greens. And, of course, VegasCouncil.com if you need some legal advice. Go over there to VegasCouncil.com and say hi to our good friend, Russell Dutch Boyd. Folks, we will see you next week, and we want to thank Wardlow for coming on the show. We really do appreciate it. Las Vegas, have a great time, and we'll see it all out.